1: and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com.
0: Savings based on cost of Consumer cellular single-line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with a limited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid and limited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, Twenty twenty four. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. Five hundred dollars minimum and two hundred fifty thousand dollars maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by
1: NCUA. Hey, Selena Zito. Welcome to Battleground.
2: <laughs> hey Sean, how are you doing?
1: I am doing really, really good and for everybody that's watching or maybe listening to this, like I want to give people a little bit of a background um, for you. So you've been writing for decades now you've Ever. you you've basically interviewed, What is it? Every president and vice president in the 21st century, you're a nationally syndicated uh, uh, columnist for the New York Post and the Washington Examiner. You've worked on Democrat, worked for Democrats, worked for Republicans. And the reason why I read your stuff every week, Selena, and I think so many people rely on you for for news is because I think you're one of the last true beat reporters. I think you're like the lowest lane of our time. Um, And you know, what I admire the most about you is the fact that you give a voice to people who feel like they've been forgotten in this country. And I think that's pretty awesome.
2: Thank you so much. I try to approach covering uh, American politics, but also covering American, American culture, by taking the back roads across the country. So it's not like a thing I do. It's how I approach it. I never take the turnpike. I never take an interstate. I always take an old U.S. route or state route. Once in a while, I've been on some crazy dirt road. <laughs> Dumb, I thought and I had no idea where I was going to end up being. Uh, I don't stay in major like hotels. I always stay in a bed and breakfast or an inn because the first person I meet in a town is a small business owner and they can pretty much, well, small business people know where all the bodies are buried, right? So. <laughs> I get to I get the first gossip about town, about what's going on. But but traveling those back roads are important because I can see how counties are changing for the better, for the worse. What's going on? What's the industry? What's the vibe? How's the community look? How the church? You know, how's the how robust is the is the faith community? How robust are the social fraternities like Elks and Kiwanis and Rotary clubs? The the sort of things that keep people. Connected in communities and as well as what is the economic driver. So that's what really helps me understand uh, what is going on in the country and I report it from that
1: place. I, I mean I love that because you know you hear the phrase all the time that politics is downstream from culture. And so if you know, and there and by the way, there's so I mean I think that we are awash with inside the beltway type reporting. I think that we're awash with national news reporting. I mean people tune into national news networks all the time to get their news. But the reality is is so much of the news and the culture is cultivated in spots that you go to where frankly most journalists don't. And so I think it gives you and and luckily for for all of us here in this great country that we live in, it gives a lot of us a perspective that we wouldn't otherwise have without you out there doing it. And so, I I want to get your thoughts on the, the. Can we first start with the Republican vote for Speaker of the House that happened last week? Um, fifteen rounds of voting. You know, it was absolutely, and 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 I think many people reported on it as if. You know, it was absolute chaos on the House floor and the Republican Party is in total disarray. And and I guess I I want to ask you, do you think that those types of debates on the House floor make the Republican Party weaker or stronger?
2: I think it makes them stronger. Um I think if you are looking at it from 30,000 30, feet and you are not looking at the historical context of it, you would think Republicans in, are in dis- disarray. This is why I, I never write a story that is for a click, because you have to dive deep in understanding what well, probably much to my, all of my boss's <laughs> consternations Um but, but you have to dive deep into why things happen. I think that last week had something for everyone, and that's kind of important. I think it was very reflective of who we are, also very important. You're, you're, the member of the House is the one that is most like you, the one that is most represents where you're from. So of course there was going to be a small percentage, nonetheless, a vocal percentage that held things up. It's no different than if you go out and have a conversation in your family or with your friends. There is a a minority that wants their voice to to be held. I think, it got to a certain point though where some people are like okay now some of these uh, characters are doing it for their own glory mm-hmm. and that's when people got turned off again completely normal mm-hmm. because just think about anyone you have ever interact with your in your day there's always that person's like yeah, they're totally doing that for themselves. This is not about the greater good of anything. I, and and so I think it was a mixed bag. And it's a week later we're not even talking about it. So
1: I mean it's it's I, I think it's fascinating when you look at the cultural differences between how Say the Democrats do things in the House of Representatives versus how the Republicans do. It it never seems like the Democrats have this problem. It's it seems like they are always united in purpose, regardless of what sort of legislation that they're putting forward. And 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 over, you know, having run two campaigns and gotten an inside look at some of this stuff, I. it always reminds me, and this is how I at least, I at least view the Democrat Party versus the Republican Party. The Democrat Party seems to be the party of they, the people, where their messaging and their legislation are crafted by two or three people in Washington, and those talking points are fed down to both their members in the House, in the Senate, and then also media outlets all over the country. And you see those those talking points sort of regurgitated time and again on Twitter from actual members and and their cohorts in the national media where Republicans are the party of we the people, which is why you have such vast differences between a Republican congressman from, say, Western Pennsylvania and a Republican congressman from, say, uh, Southern California and a Republican congressman from, say, Florida, because I personally believe, and of course I'm biased, you're the journalist here, you're you're the fair and balanced journalist here, but I I think that Republicans truly represent, or at least try to represent the people in the House of Representatives, which is why you always have these little fractures and debates, which I agree with you. I think ultimately they make the Republican Party stronger, and as you mentioned, we're not even talking about it this week, and Kevin McCarthy seems like, man, he's a a Speaker of the House, is, is on a mission. You know, they've already they've already um they've already voted on legislation which would stop funding for the eighty seven thousand IRS agents. They've already created a special commission to investigate China. Um, it seems like they're on the right track.
2: Yeah, he um he brought a number of members to Western Pennsylvania, to Monongahela to roll out there. uh, I don't don't remember. Were you there? It was a really great event. It was right along the Mon River uh, in a place where half the people couldn't if you went to Washington, D.C., they wouldn't even know how to pronounce the name of the town,
1: right? (laughs) Uh, And I thought that was
2: important because everything they talked to about in that event, they had a town hall event and people asked questions um, that they are now putting in place uh, in, in their first couple days of Congress. That's really important. That is incredibly important because they, they ran on something and now they're doing it. And that rarely happens, right? right. That happens. And so I think that that is important that they continue to do that. Kevin McCarthy, I never thought he was going to lose the speakership. I, I I just he he's resilient. He he knows he knows not to back down, and and ultimately you kind of want that for your um, for the leader of your party. Now he's the speaker of the whole house. He's got all 435 of them. But I, I want to circle back just for a second to your point that you made about the Democrats versus the Republicans. Um, the Democrats always always call consider consider themselves a big tent party. And while that's true, they also make their members fall in line, where Republicans sort of like, it's like festivus, right? You can have like your (laughs) airy grievances. Um, before we all come together. So there's a very big difference between falling in line and coming together. And it doesn't mean there's not boiling points within the Democratic Party. There certainly is. You see that in primary races um, uh, for whoever is running for an elected office within the Democratic Party. my, my, My profession tends to only focus on problems that are happening within the Republican Party. But I think that um, the Democratic Party has has the same has, has the same kinds of issues. Both these coalitions are changing. Politics are like tectonic plates and they keep moving very slowly in one direction or the other. There's always movement politics within a party. Some break off, some stay together. I think we are witnessing that right now. There is a coalition that makes up the Republican party. I wrote a book about it. And, and these people are from, fair, there's blue collar, They're suburban. There are upper middle class. There are people living along the poverty line who all identify as conservatives. Um, They don't all eat from the same buffet table. They don't have all the same issues, but at their heart, they're conservative. And so that's what the challenge that you see in that house race for speaker. Well,
1: speaking of of the speaker, I think he had one of his first or maybe second news conferences today where he's addressing the news of the day, which was Joe Biden. Um, found, they found another batch of classified documents and one of Joe Biden's many residences. And I think as someone who's looking at this from a relatively cynical standpoint, it's like I think the real question is where hasn't Joe Biden left classified documents at this point? But Speaker McCarthy said that he thought that congress needed to investigate that and i guess for me as someone who served in the military and had a top secret government security clearance back in the day if i if i went out to the podium and said that hey don't worry i just had top secret documents in my garage next to my car don't worry everything's cool though everything's cool um that wouldn't fly for me and so Especially when this is coming on the heels of the FBI raiding President Trump down at Mar-a-Lago, what is your take on all of this craziness right now, Selena?
2: So let's let's go backwards for just a second. Our distrust with government was at a peak in 1968. Seventy-two hmm. percent of Americans um, trusted the government. That began to collapse in 1968. What happened? Vietnam War and how um, Lyndon Baines Johnson was prosecuting it, but also sort of what was really going on there. That then um, began to collapse more in 1974 with Richard Nixon. It wasn't just uh, Watergate, it was the CIA was involved, the FBI was involved. Why are we supposed to trust these people, right? And so our trust with government has been collapsing for the past forty years, and and so I think that um, th- these uh, um, the, these problems with the, the the Biden White House and with Joe Biden it just sort of. I think you are going to find that it's not just going to be Republicans that are upset about this. Mm-hmm. I think you are going to find that Democrats are as well. It is the one thing that we can be unified with in terms of you. You. you, you What's the old saying when I began as a reporter? Follow the money. So you've Mm got to find out. You've got to get to the granular reason as to why this happened. To Merrick Garland's great credit today, he appointed a special counsel to this. Uh, and I think that's important. I, I, I think it's also important that that Congress takes a look at this, takes a look at anyone who is mishandling things, the people that and the people like you in the military put your lives on the on, at risk to protect the essence of of our government.
1: Well, I I agree with you. And, you know, and you talk about the fact that Democrats and Republicans might unite behind the need to look at this, investigate this and draw a line in the sand and say, you know what? Like, as Americans, our government needs to do better. Uh, In fact, you addressed that sense of community in one of your latest columns in Somerset, Pennsylvania, which is one of my favorite places in Pennsylvania, small town America. Um, And in the idea that that bowling Is bringing people together in ways in in Somerset that that was perhaps unexpected, and I I like the column again because you're giving voice to the everyman and woman, and you're highlighting those small town communities that really make this country truly exceptional. And if you look at some of the stereotypes, especially in communities in Pennsylvania, it was people uh, places like Somerset. The perception I think is that these are small post-industrial towns that have offshored their jobs communities are dwindling uh and en- enrollment in in clubs and um in- involvement in politics is going is is dwindling because people are moving out right w- tell us about that column
2: well i th- he, um, the bottom line about that story is i walk into this like just by happenstance, walk into this Terrace Lanes um, Bullying Center in the middle of Somerset, Pennsylvania, and it is, I walk in, as our grandmothers always say, you could eat off the floor. <laughs> That's how clean it was. And it was vibrant. It was rocking. And I would just thought about that book, Bullying Alone, and which which gave this idea that America small town America is falling apart, that our social fabric is falling apart. And I think there's there is some of that. However, I don't think we've been looking at all of it. What is Somerset County? And I have a geography professor that makes his point. What are what is the town of Somerset? What if being the size that it is today, which is about 12,000? What if that's what the size it was supposed to be? Why does it always have to be bigger? Mm-hmm. Um, it did have a, a higher growth in the 60s. 50, uh, we'll say from the 30s to the 80s during uh, the peak of industrialization. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it went back to its to its original size. Why? Why can't we accept that? People are happy there. The, the faith community is strong. The school districts are strong. The, the social fabric is strong. Maybe we've been looking at this the wrong way. Maybe they shouldn't have to be big. People are happy there. And and by the way you could be 3 years old or you could be 93 years old you could walk into a, a bowling alley and I kid you not I saw examples of it that day and you could walk into a bowling alley join a league and be a member of a community within seconds
1: Yeah it's it's interesting I I I never thought I never thought of the the, the idea that bowling could be something that we Tying people together in communities. But you're right. It's I think I read in your article, it's one of one of, if not the largest large participation sport in the country, in the world, in the world, in, in the world,
2: as in the country. And the sport is growing robustly. Go to a bowling alley, meet someone, make some friends, go with your friends. And 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 just there, there is a joy there. I guess it's because everyone's you know sort of they're you're being competitive, but they're being friends, and they're interacting with each other, and you know everybody is happy.
1: Well. Selena this this is part of the reason why I love you and part of the reason why millions of people around this country read your stories so they can get a sense of what people in this country go through and it as i mentioned several times already that that's what part of what i admire the most about you is that you just work so hard to get these stories right and and we're so grateful and and if you're interested in reading more of the great selena zito's columns and her writings and her musings you can look out you can check out her book the great revolt right it was a bestseller uh really like you were one of the one of the few people that that saw the the, the freight train of donald trump coming down yeah. the, the railroad tracks for sure but Your columns are great. They each tell a story. Go to selenazito.com. Check out her work. And I think we're going to be having you back somewhat regularly on this program, which is a very, very awesome thing.
2: Thank you. I really would love to. We do the next show. I talked to poultry farmers um, across the state in the past few days. I'll be writing up a story. And we're obviously, as consumers, feeling the impact of the price of eggs they're going through is devastating
1: yeah i can't wait to talk about it so tune in next week for your segment i i I love it and selena thank you very very much for the time
2: thanks for having me
1: see ya slash iHeart.
0: information.